Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with my friends, Jess Carey and Sarah Wood. Today, we are talking about balancing family time and holiday preparations, because I know for me, this time can be so challenging because you're adding all of these extra things to your plate. Maybe you're entertaining, maybe you're hosting, you're preparing gifts, you're doing all of these other things on top of our everyday responsibilities. And it can Mm -hmm. be hard to balance it all. So we're together so that we can talk about some of the things that have helped for us and some tips and tricks and strategies and just some coaching direction on this topic. So Sarah, would you just go ahead and since you are new to the podcast, would you just go ahead and tell us what is your family known for? And just give us an idea of the ages and the stages you are in right now. Yeah. So when you first said, what is your family known for? That is such a tough thing. I think our family is known for being all into the community that we live in. So we are super involved. We're involved with sports. We're involved with ballet, dancing. My daughter is a dancer. We're involved in our home church. We are just community family. Like we love being a part of our local community. But my season currently looks like I am a mom of a 13-year-old an 11 year old and a five year old. So I feel like I never get sleep because my 13 year old is up until 1130 at night and my little guy wakes up at 630. So I feel like I am like always, always, always awake. But um, I've been married to my awesome husband for almost 15 years. And um, we are living on the beautiful East Coast of Florida. We love it over here. It's sunshine pretty much 24 seven with little patches of rain. But we we love the current season we're in. Oh, and I also homeschooling two of my kids, not all three, just two. Wow. So oh, which, which two are you homeschooling? I want to know. So I'm homeschooling my 11-year-old and my five-year-old. So the okay. two youngest. And we kind of fell into that. So we are like big proponents of make sure to, you know, pray and seek the Holy Spirit on path for each of your children, because he has led us on different paths for all three. So it's kind of unique. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. All right. So I hope, I mean, are you an expert then in this topic, balancing and all? (laughs) Not at all. That's why I'm here. I'm here to learn from you guys. I'm here to learn from you guys. Learn from each other. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when it comes to balancing everything, one of the things, the main point, the first point that I want to talk about is prioritizing and delegating. This is, gosh, you know, we don't live the way we used to live. So we used to live Mm -hmm. down the street from family members. We used to live in a community that was much more engaged with one another. So we don't know what it means to share the burden, carry the load, delegate, So let's talk a little bit about how we do that in our modern culture. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a little bit different setup, Kimberly, as you well know, Um, Mm -hmm. my mother-in-law lives in my backyard. She lives in a little house in my backyard. That's a new thing. And we're actually seeing, especially in Arizona, um, we're seeing a tremendous swing where, Mm -hmm. you know, what I'll call older millennials are are actually you know living with their parents or having their parents live close by or within their home. So I think we're sort of seeing a little bit of the pendulum swing, although I agree that the most, if not you know ninety percent of American families are not uh, quote unquote living with their next generation or the older generation, their parents and so on. But that being said, the the delegation for me has changed. 
And, you know, it's very difficult for me to delegate to my mother-in-law, like, hey, can you make dinner for the family on, you know, different nights or things? Mostly because I don't think about it. I don't think to myself in advance to give her notice. And because she's, you know, the generation beyond me, that's, that's just being polite, to be honest, but she also doesn't have the same kind of speed, you know, she, that's not her personality. So if I'm like, Hey mom, can you make dinner for us? She's like, when, like two days from now, <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking no 30 minutes from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that that's something to, you know, be conscious of is look at your calendar in advance. So that's what I've started doing. I've looked at my whole week and then I sort of choose a night that it's going to be difficult for me to squeeze in dinner. Like it's going to be, end up being leftovers or, you know, something quick and easy. Then I'll ask, you know, my mother-in-law say, Hey, would you mind making dinner for the fam on this day? And, you know, I'll give her a time frame as to when we might want to eat. And she's really more than happy to do that. So that's one way I've started to delegate with my family that looks a little bit different than maybe some other families. Mm. I love that you did that, Jess, because I'm sure at first, maybe you had to let some things go, like maybe some expectations of like, oh, maybe I wouldn't have dinner that way, or maybe I wouldn't mm -hmm. have served that per se, but to go in and ask for that help and then graciously mm -hmm. receive it, I think is like, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, for our family, it looks a little different. So my mom is local. However, she is not really able to help at that capacity often. Mm -hmm. And so what we've started doing is we look at our, our, we try, okay, we are not perfect, but we try on <laughs> Sundays to kind of look at, see at the week, say, okay, what's happening Monday? What's happening Tuesday? Who has practice? Who, you know, maybe has an event at school, or maybe I'm going out to dinner with friends. And we try to plan ahead and we try to pick one day a week that we are going to go out to dinner. And mm -hmm. that is going to be usually takeout. Sometimes it's different takeout for the different combinations of our family. So if my daughter's coming home from ballet and my husband's picking up my son from baseball, you know, they might run through Chick-fil-A where we might run through Chipotle, but we try to pick like one day a week. That's our night, our, our night out. And that is always super helpful to number one, to budget for it, but mm. also to plan and say, okay, then that means that the rest of the week we need to make sure that our family is fed at home, even if it's inconvenient. And so it's really actually been helpful for me to empower my teens and tweens to help think of dinner and maybe even start some dinner. Now, granted, I do have, I do homeschool. So we do have a little bit of wiggle room in that my 11 year old can actually help prep maybe during the day where some families couldn't do that. But that's been a huge blessing, not only to me, but to her, because mm -hmm. she's getting comfortable in the kitchen. She's learning how to set the crock pot up. And, and my son as well, he's 13, but I still have him say, like, I still tell him, listen, buddy, like, I need you to, to think of dinner for Tuesday and don't, and sometimes it's more work for me. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I just have to <laughs> him a little bit and be like, buddy, did you think of what we're having for dinner? Cause I'm going to the store today. But I think that that's really helped to delegate mm -hmm. to my children. Like, hey, buddy, you guys are going to be making food in about <laughs> four or five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to get on the ball. And it's nothing fancy. Sometimes it's tacos. Yeah. Sometimes it's frozen pizza and a veggie tray. But at least it's giving my kids some 
you know, empowerment to make, make these decisions with the family. And I think it's a lot less of moms serving and I love serving my family. Don't get me wrong, but it's, what are we doing as a family to help each other? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's been very helpful, especially in busy sports seasons for us. Yeah. Well, I was going to say my kids do cook dinner. And so I do delegate some of that to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been a big fan of having them do chores because, I just, I don't want to do it all by myself. <laughs> so that's and something you shouldn't that have yeah. to, exactly. you should not have to. <laughs> and so I, I can't, I'm good at delegating that I'm getting better at delegating to my husband or ra rather being very specific about what I'd like for him to do, not assuming that he can figure it out and see that I'm stressed and overwhelmed and stepped in, <laughs> step in because that doesn't happen. I had to let go of that and be very specific and not feel bad that I can't get to it. That's another thing, you know, my daughter wasn't feeling well yesterday and today, and I had a meeting for, you know, a volunteer committee that we have at school and a friend came over for the meeting. And when she found out Ellie was feeling well, she's like, I'm stopping over. I'm going to bring some Theraflow. I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring that. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad and guilty because I was like, well, I'm her mom. Like I can go to the drugstore, but I was like, no, you can bring it over because I, I have to be here, here and here. And if I have to add one more thing to my plate, like... I think my head's going to explode. Right. So like yeah. letting my friend help me, like letting her bring over her little stash. It's going to help my little, my daughter with her throat and just, and be mm. fine with that. So like the delegation, but then also accepting help and letting people step in and mm. not martyring myself because I need this season, especially like the holiday to look a certain way. So mm. what's important, what's not important. And what can I get off my plate is something that I'm trying to do a better job of thinking, thinking of. I think you know, I is, love that. Go ahead, Sarah. No, Sorry. No, Jess, I was just going to say, like, I think that's something so powerful that people skip over is that in order to really be able to give, we have to learn how to receive. I think mm -hmm. oftentimes we, even when someone asks, oh, can I get you anything? We're like, no, we're fine. But the reality is like our whole family is like throwing up and we're like, gosh, it would be nice if someone could swing by a Gatorade bottle. But we're like, we don't want to inconvenience you rather than say, I would actually love if you could drop off some saltines and Gatorade and allow that person to do that. That mm -hmm. is huge for us. And why can't we receive it? I think that's mm -hmm. something that I think we need to change. I think some of it, if we want to get to the root of it, I think sometimes it's pride. Like we want to be able to take care of our people and we do, but there, there is a humility that comes with saying, you know, I do need some help and mm -hmm. can you run to, you know, Walmart pick up and mm -hmm. grab me? Something? So yeah. I think that's yeah. great, Kim. Yeah. yeah. Giving permission, right. For all of us just to say yes. And I would even go so far as to say, when someone offers to do something for you, just say yes, even if you don't necessarily need it, because then it breaks down that pride barrier, right? It, mm. it starts to, you know, almost create new neural pathways for you as a mom to just receive that. And then also you start to think about giving in that way as well, you know, so you create this environment in your own brain to be like, oh, you know what? It was so awesome when that person brought me, you know, Pedialyte and just dropped it on my front porch. And you find out your neighbor's kids are sick. You're like, hey, I'm going to the store. I'm going to pick you up some Pedialyte. I'm going to drop it on your front porch. Mm -hmm. And you don't even ask, can I? 
You mm-hmm. just say, what flavor would you like? And mm-hmm. you drop it off because mm-hmm. sometimes, and I've found this with my friends, it's like, if I ask, can I, or, or would you mm-hmm. like, they'll say, no, I'm good. I just say, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. You tell mm-hmm. me what you want. Cause otherwise you're going to get what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they'll, they'll more often, you know, just say, okay, yeah, Jess, we like grape, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So I think that that's really important. I wanted to circle to this other thing about delegating something other than food, but I think food is really, really important is, is the chore thing. And Kim, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I created this little game because I really got so tired of nagging my family to help clean up the house, especially before we would be hosting a party or a gathering. You know, I it takes me, if I'm doing it all by myself, it takes me about four hours to clean my house. And, you know, that's like moving through it. Now, if I have the whole family join in, it's only about an hour and 30 minutes tops. And that's sparkling. That's every room dusted, vacuumed, you know, all the things. And so I broke down every single room into these sort of bite-sized chores, like mirrors for the bathroom, you know, in this room, vacuuming one little section, mopping and sweeping are separate, you know, in different areas of the house. And so I made them all on popsicle sticks. And we will sit around the the table and there's, there's like game, I gamified it. So you, you can give a chore away. You can swap a chore. You can take a chore. You know, these are all different things. My children still hate it, but there's no arguing. It's like, nope, we're, we're doing it. We're cleaning the house today. You can either just take, you know, the 15 that you, you want or we can figure it out and we kind of like let it all go. My my husband doesn't mind vacuuming and I despise it. So he ends up sort of taking like all the vacuuming and I end up doing almost all the bathrooms. So it, it works out. And I think that that's a fun way, an idea of how to delegate cleaning and things like that before uh, your holiday things. And, and mm-hmm. you can make it age appropriate. Like you can color certain popsicle sticks for the little kids versus the teens versus adults, you know, and the whole family can get involved. So that's one of the things that I do to help delegate that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, that's good. And you guys have drivers because I have drivers in the house. So it's nice when they're home Almost. to be like, hey, groceries, <laughs> hey, on the way home from this and the way home from that. But then in the beginning, they, they they were really excited. I mean, they still kind yeah. of, they're happy to run errands, but they're really, they were really excited once they got their driver's license. Do you need me to go to shop, right, mom? Do you need me to like pick up? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have like six weeks and then I'll have my first driver. So. Oh my goodness. It's exciting it and is. also very nervous, you know, nervous mom. But I, you know, my daughter, she's a really good driver. She's very careful. She's very aware. So yeah. So when I'm is that? When's her birthday? In February. Yeah. My, my son's in February. So I'll have my last, my last driver. Wow. Yeah. It's awesome. That's exciting. It seems so far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you though. You said something too, Kim, when we were talking, you know, when you first asked the question, you talked about prioritizing. And I think that's something, especially in the holidays, it can be hard to know what to do, when to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's parties, there's events, there's even like generous opportunities where people are like, donate money to this. And there's an angel mm-hmm. tree here and there's this, and you want to do all of these things. But at the same time, there's only one you and there's only, you know, so much time for your family yeah. and all of that. So I just wanted to kind of see what you guys do in the, in those moments of prioritizing. Yeah. 
Well, I think it leads us to our next point, which is time management. Mm-hmm. When I when I when it comes time for me to look at my calendar and take everything that's in my head and put it on paper, I start to plug it into my week and I start to see, okay, what's the most important things? What what can I let go of? What can I do? You know, what is really, really necessary? But mm-hmm. When I started time blocking, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm beating myself up for not getting X, Y, and Z done. But if I really am honest with myself, it is actually not possible to get done. Yeah. There's no way, there's not enough time and and start to really understand the amount of time something takes and then have realistic expectations around that has mm-hmm. just been, has just lifted my burden. And so when mm-hmm. I, like right now, we've looked at the calendar as a whole for the month of December and I'm starting to plug things in and I'm like, it's only possible to do so many things around the mm-hmm. holiday. So like, when are we going to do, you know, when are we going to go to dinner? When are we going to, are we going to do brunch? Who are we going to see? What are the events that are on our calendar? What do we just have to say no of and let go of? And what are the things that I'm so thankful I don't have to do because we don't have time, but getting a realistic expectation. Like I'm, I'm a real big into the paper planner and printing out and scribbling and erasing and moving things around. And so really understanding how much time something takes and then literally, okay, this is when I'm going to do it. Oh, I don't have that much, that enough time on that day. Oh, I'm going to do it here because I have a whole afternoon. Like really getting really micro, right? Is that Mm -hmm. with it? With it and saying, and watching everything shake out has really helped me Mm -hmm. to prioritize, Mm -hmm. to prioritize things. And so, I think another way that our family, I I do a digital color coded calendar. That's I my whole family lives by it. It's very annoying to look at because <laughs> it looks super overwhelming. <laughs> but when we look at our broad calendar, we prioritize based on sort of like our community values, like our values, you know, as a family, what, who are the groups that we know we want to prioritize seeing and celebrating the season with? And then what are some of the obligatory ones? You know, you're going to have those as well. And then what are the ones that are just like, if we can make it, it'll be nice. And you, you, you sort of prioritize that way. And I also live by, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. So if you receive an invitation, you put something in a calendar, you RSVP to that. And then something that is better comes along. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You're going to the first event because you already RSVP'd. You said yes. So that also helps me manage my time because I, I automatically just say no to the others. Even when, you know, personally, I might be like, Oh, I really wanted to go to the, my book club and my wine club friends, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but instead I've got to go to my husband's work event. But those are the things that I think, you know, just, they, they help me to manage the time and then help you make decisions on what's important. I wanted to say something really, really pivotal though. Every December, you know, there's this wave of illness. And I believe that part of that puzzle piece is not just that the weather has changed and all of that kind of thing, but that we fail to rest well in December and we don't set aside time to rest. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking at, you know, a full week or a full weekend that just has party after party and early morning and serving opportunities and ministry opportunities, make sure that 
as a family, you're blocking out time that you don't have anything scheduled and that you can just crash out on the couch and watch, you know, Hallmark Christmas movies or whatever, because that actually helps you maintain health so that you can then enjoy the rest of your December and the rest of your holiday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. I think for me, like we're in this season, so I have a, you know, a little bit younger. I think we're like a few steps younger than some of your kiddos. And, you know, for me, my 13-year-old and my five-year-old, that's that's eight years. And so mm-hmm. when my 13-year-old, I, when I only had one kid, we did a whole bunch of traditions. You know, I did it all. And then as he got older and then my daughter was born and he, they got older, you know, I realized we just didn't have time to do a lot of those things that we had always always done. And as much as traditions are very, very important, I think they really anchor a family. I've Mm -hmm. really begun to hold them a little bit looser. Um, And that doesn't mean that I've really just said, okay, well, forget it. We're not doing anything. But I've said, okay, like what traditions this year are we going to do? We Mm -hmm. always go look at Christmas lights. We always take a walk as a family, look at Christmas lights. That's for sure. We're doing that. But for example, for Thanksgiving, we used to always host a, friend, a Friendsgiving brunch in the morning of Thanksgiving. And I loved doing it for about five or six years. And then this year, I just was like, I cannot do this. Like I, mm-hmm. I actually sought the Lord and I was like, Lord, is this me just kind of, do I need to push through my emotions or is it time to lay this down? And the Lord was like, lay it down. And honestly, my daughter had a little bit of a hard time with it. She was disappointed, but I explained mm-hmm. to her like, this season, we have to let some things go. We would put some other things on our plate. And I think it really in prioritizing it and walking, walking out that disappointment with her, she really learned a lesson in prioritizing of, Hey, we've been giving ourselves to new things these past two years. And therefore we have to let go of this tradition that we've loved. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean forever, but it does mean this year we're we're going to let it go. And I think that was really big for me was mm-hmm. to let some of those traditions go, but still hold some of the an- the ones that do anchor our family and hold those, the ones that we could do, the ones that were doable. And I think that's been a really good lesson in prioritizing, like I said, not only for me, but for my kids to, to see that walked out. I love that. That's fantastic. That leads me to the other point of setting boundaries and managing expectations. There are times when we have to put the kibosh on things we have done before because it's not good for our health. It's not good for our family. Mm -hmm. It's not good for the situation that we're in in this particular season. And so they go hand in hand because when you set those boundaries, those people that you care about, those people that are coming to visit you, those people that have done holidays for you with you year after year, you have to be upfront with them and you have to say, Hey, this is one of our favorite things, but we're not going to be doing this this year. We're going to be, we're not coming to visit this year because we're staying home Mm -hmm. because we need time as a family. We're not going to be hosting this year because we've had, you know, back to back months where we've been working and we just, we just really do not want to take on that responsibility. So, mm-hmm. so being honest with ourselves, managing the expectations of our family as a whole and setting the boundaries and saying, we're drawing these lines. These, this isn't what's happening. We talked on a previous podcast about finances. Well, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, I just, Jess, I'm, I, last week I aired bonus episodes that we, of Instagram lives that we did. Oh and my you goodness, were just talking yeah. about, boundaries around finances. And I'm like, wait a minute, we didn't just talk about that. Yes. <laughs> Three years ago, you and me, we did it. We did an Instagram live and we talked, you talked about setting boundaries around like finances, deciding ahead of time, what are you going to spend? Don't let that be a holiday stressor. 
And so boundaries around your finances. I mean, what is it going to take for you to enjoy this holiday and not stress yourself out and stick to those boundaries? I don't think you're ever going to regret sticking in the boundary, but you will definitely regret crossing the boundary. Yeah. I have a really amazing girlfriend. Okay. This is, this is an extreme expectation change for Christmas for most people, but it works for her and it works for her family. And then she sort of shares throughout the year, this, this idea. So she doesn't exchange any gifts for Christmas for her kids. None, not even, not her husband. She has um, four kiddos, like doesn't do any of it. Mm -hmm. They do experiences. So that is what they gift for birthdays and for Christmas is experiences. Mm. And, you know, they get like a, a big experience for their birthday. And then they get like a smaller one, I think for Christmas. And that's just a really cool tradition and expectation that works for their family. Mm. But I think that that's a good idea, especially if money is really tight. It's like, come up with a new expectation. Now set that in advance. So it's not like Christmas morning, everybody wakes up and is like, you know, where's my 75 presents that I was expecting? (laughs) You know, they'll, they'll kind of like have that all set. We, we have done that in different years, you know, we're, we're entrepreneurs. So, you know, it's like feast or famine sometimes. And we've set that expectation for our children. We're like, Hey, you know, this year might be a light year. We want to make sure that you guys, what is your priority? Like what's your big, amazing gift? And then what is something else smaller that we can kind of work on, maybe give that to you now and then work on getting your bigger gift later in the year when things are, are better. But again, Mm -hmm. that's prior planning. That's, you know, setting the expectation for your kids to lower disappointment, but then also you don't feel super stressed out on Christmas morning when it's not what it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I don't think it has to be the same every year. That's it's always bigger. It's always more, you know, that's kind of the trend I think. And we can, we can say no to that and mm-hmm. say, you know, this year is going to be, it's going to be different. And my children have not, they've never come to us and said, you know, that was the most disappointing Christmas ever. <laughs> <laughs> they've always had a good time. They've always, you know, had beautiful gifts and felt loved. And so I think that's the most important thing too, is just remind yourself the reason for this season is not to get and constantly be consuming more and more, but spending time loving each other and yeah, you know, blessing each other in the ways that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love too what you said, Jess, there is that, you know, what we're really doing through this is, is we're teaching our family, we're teaching our children how to have boundaries. And that's mm-hmm. something I think that we often forget is we could think, oh, well, I feel bad because the Joneses down the street are going on like a Christmas cruise or, you know, whatever, or we might feel guilty because our kid isn't getting the new latest flashiest video game system or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. But the reality is, is that we are teaching them how to make wise decisions as Mm -hmm. adults. And so that is our primary goal as parents is we are making disciples. And so when we decide to, you know, and, and I'm not like throwing shade at people that go all crazy. If that's your priority, <laughs> go all crazy if you want. But yeah. I think it's super important for us to model like, hey, we can't spend endless money on these things because right. we need to make sure we have yeah. money for our home, for our for, for food, for, you yeah. know, if something goes wrong, like our kids need to see that modeled. And I think that's something that we 
tend to forget is we are not there to create or even entertain little consumers. Like we are there to make disciples. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that we take that seriously. Mm -hmm. And we can all get carried away. I know sometimes I'll go shopping and be like, oh my gosh, this is the cutest thing. My daughter would love this and that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I I always want to remind her and keep it in perspective of of Mm -hmm. why we're celebrating Christmas. And we don't want to go crazy. We don't want to go into debt for this. Um, because that's a, a greater gift in the end. It's a greater yes. gift and it's invaluable. It's invaluable. Yeah. So I think like what you said, and especially there's never been a time where your kid has said they had a disappointed mm-hmm. time at Christmas. And even if they do, that's an opportunity to walk through. Yeah. Maybe our priorities aren't straight. So um, good. <laughs> maybe we need to talk that through a little bit, you yeah. know? And, have, and you, be- have you seen that meme? It's like, it's like a, it's multiple people have done it. They're like, you know, when my kid asks me, you know, what are you getting for Christmas? And they start putting like wrapping paper on the house and the food in the fridge. <laughs> toilet paper. Like, yeah, the yeah. tuition <laughs> bill at college. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on now. That's you. a real place. I think you're, li- I, I you're think living your best life away yes. from home right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I love that you said that, Sarah, about like with these are all discipling opportunities and they're actually creating a framework for responsible adults. You know, we don't want to overspend, rack up a bunch of debt and, and you know, do that at, at what cost? It's actually the cost mm-hmm. of their future and our future. So that's something to mm-hmm. always keep in mind. It's like, yeah, we're going to live within our means. We're going to bless each other. We're going to have a great time. But we're also going to be responsible so that when you go to college, we'll have resource to help you then. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if, mm-hmm. if that's out of the cards, it's like when we are elderly, we're not going to have to rely on you to take care of us. We're going to have enough because we've been responsible for years and years that, you know, you're not going to be burdened financially. So I think those are all things you, you can teach. You can teach in those mm-hmm. moments. Yeah, that's good. My husband has a new saying. He's like, oh, are you buying that for the garage sale? Because we did a garage sale mm-hmm. back in September and you know, it's the first year we really worked on it together. Like years prior, I've been like, I'm going to, I'm going to do the garage. It's a townwide garage sale they do every year. So I signed up for it, but nobody helps me. Nobody wants to do it. And then I end up like, you know, pulling them out there that day. But this year we prepped ahead of time. And so as we were like organizing things and pulling things out of closets, my husband was like, I can't even like, remember we needed this and remember we needed that. And like mm-hmm. he fit, videoed everything we were getting rid of and selling. And so that's what he's been saying lately is, oh, are we getting this for the garage sale? <laughs> like, oh, I mean, good. that's, that's harsh, but it is. yikes <laughs> might be true. <laughs> I know it'd be I've true seen, in my house. <laughs> I've seen an exercise and my husband actually showed it with me. So it's not from him. I know he received mm-hmm. it. Like he learned it from some book or something, but he said, if you look around at your, you know, wherever your home, a room you're in, whatever, and just put like a price tag and try to remember how much you spent on everything and yeah. how much you could have saved or how much are you really using? And mm-hmm. that's been something that's really helped keep things, you know, a in perspective, help me declutter and try to sell some things that are great, but I just don't use. But also just recognize, even when I'm in those little places, like that Target dollar spot and that cute little like kitschy bird that I could just put, you know, on my (laughs) mantle, it's just so cute. And I'm like, do I really want to buy this? Do I really, Mm -hmm. really need this? And I think that like, again, financial boundaries, like what am I putting 
what am, where am I putting my money? Where, you know, why are we doing this? Why are we? So I think that's a great saying, Kim. I love it. Yeah. Well, you, you totally summed it all up. You got a Marie Kondo that place, you know, does this give me joy? Is this beautiful? Do I love it? Yeah. And if it isn't, then out it goes. Mm -hmm. I probably need a little Marie to come through my house, do a little tidying Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. if I'm honest. (laughs) All right. So a productivity hack that I think we can apply during the holidays is combining activities so I'm throwing this in there with like batch creating things, right? Mm-hmm. So what is it that can we can combine, piggyback, do together? I've become a big fan of if I'm going to be running errands, all the errands get done on one day as opposed to doing one or two every day of the week. It's just mm-hmm. more productive. It's more efficient. I sat down this year and actually ordered all of the Christmas presents at one time. There's a tendency to be like, well, I'll do that later. I'll do this later waiting until I have everything kind of listed. And, you know, we have older kids, so we do get like, they send us links and sizes and this, all the things that we want. And then we kind of pick out what we're going to get from them. But the night before I picked everything out and then I sat down the next day and I ordered them all at one time. Whereas years past, I have a tendency to order a few here, order a few there, not sure what I want to do, but making the decisions. You know, we have a couple of events that are coming up this year. I'm going to go to Williams-Sonoma either tomorrow or Friday, and I'm going to, I'm looking at my calendar for every hostess gift that I need and do it at once instead of me scrambling, running around, thinking mm-hmm. that we need to pop out, hoping that I have some gift cards somewhere, grabbing mm-hmm. a bottle of wine because I don't, I can't think of anything else to give. I'm trying to be more intentional, grouping these things, these grouping these activities together and then doing them together so that they're done efficiently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that is absolutely brilliant what you just said like get the list and you know Sarah you're probably a little bit different because you have youngers you're Mm -hmm. gonna as a mom you'll be gathering ideas as you go but just think about if that's how you did Christmas every year it's like okay got the list here's my budget these are the things Mm -hmm. Amazon and all the links and everything and done wow what a relief. Like you yeah. would live the rest of December, just like having a heyday. Yeah. And it's easier yeah. to stay on budget when you're doing it all at the same yeah. time. Cause mm-hmm. I know yes. my overspend when we've got like, you know, a couple of presents here, we buy a couple of presents there. Then we're going to go out mm-hmm. to get on date night. We'll go to Costco. That's a big date night during the holiday season is Costco. <laughs> and you're like, I need that. No. Yeah. Yes. And all of a sudden we're buying things for everybody. And it's like, we go into panic mode. Do we have anything uh, for them? Do we have anything for them? Oh, Did you buy yes. enough for them? And so we start buying things and that's, the, that, that, that is how we go over budget. But if I can do it all at one time, then I'm plugging it into my little spreadsheet and that type, mm-hmm. the totals are going up and I know this is not going to work. That's going to work. Mm-hmm. Maybe less of this, more of this. And so that gives me peace of mind because I know when I've hit the threshold and we're done There's mm-hmm. no shopping. Yeah. So I love that, Kim, because, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm actually impressed with myself. I did the same thing as you this year. I am, I am like, and I'm not a procrastinator, but I am a like Christmas Eve rapper. Mm. I will shove in the most fascinating places in my bedroom, these kids gifts. Like I am like, I'm talking, I'm creative. I've got them in suitcases. I've and I, no matter what, every year on Christmas morning, I'm like, where is that one thing? No matter oh, yes. that one thing. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, it's under the bed. But this year, this year, my friends, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? 
And granted, my kids are older. I still have a five-year-old, but I recognize if you have a toddler, it's harder to do this. But I told my kids, I said, listen to mama. I am going in my bedroom. I bought myself a little cookie from this little bakery. I put my music on. I closed the door. I said, this is mommy's time. And I am going to wrap like a crazy woman. And so, and I delegated too. I let my daughter wrap some of my son's gifts, my, my older, you know, my older kids, but I got Brilliant. all my wrapping done already. And I feel so good. And I'm not saying that as like a brag, like this is not who I am. I'm trying this this year, <laughs> but I made that time of, it was me time for me. Like I put Ooh. on music, I put yes. on a podcast, I got my cookie. I didn't share it. Like it was amazing. And I'm like, why don't I do this every year? I'm usually, like I said, shoving things in random places yeah. and, and trying to look for them. But instead this year I said, nope. And you know what I did? This might be, I actually am, I'm sitting next to, if you could see this, I'm sitting next to a gift right now. It's huge and hidden back here, but I actually got different Christmas wrapping for each kid. Brilliant. Yep. I have Absolutely never thought brilliant. of this before. So my son has bears. My other son has Marvel. And then my daughter has little ballerina nutcracker. And that has helped me with being like, okay, this is their gifts. This is their mm -hmm. gifts. I don't have to label and remember who was this one and whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I did this year that I had never done before. Yeah. That's See, awesome. I am me. learning all kinds of stuff right now. And the fact that you had a one, one person rap party, that you just spoke to my inner being that I was like, yes, a cookie, a pastry just for me, my podcast and tape and all the mm -hmm. things. I mean, just, but one day get it all done in one day. Cause yeah. I find myself again, like, it's like, oh, well now that one came in the mail and I got to mm -hmm. do that. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. if you order them all at once, they're going to come in a span of two or three days, mm -hmm. typically, you know, might have some stragglers, but then you just like, you just go to town and get it done. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads to our last point, which is practicing self-care in this month. It's so hard. I feel like that is the first thing that goes out the window for me. It's like, I'll just keep powering through, you know, I'm going to get another espresso and just try to get it done. Mm -hmm. And that has not worked well for me. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you brilliant ladies have to say about this. <laughs> Sarah, do you want to go first? Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know. Pass the torch. Because, yeah, as you can, no makeup, remember. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, you know, I will say something for me. Self-care has been really, it's really, really vital to me. I think it is vital to me because it wasn't necessarily modeled to me. Mm. And so I always, growing up, believe it or not, this is going to sound crazy, I always wanted my mom to practice like self-care, which I know sounds crazy, but I knew she was really tired. And I remember thinking, mom, you know, I just wish she would go watch a movie for herself or go rest. Isn't that wild? Like, as no, a I child, think that's, I think we see that. I well, think kids we are intuitive. People, kids know yeah. more than we think they do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I recently, like I would say probably in the past five years have really let go of the guilt with it. And so for me, everyone is different. I feel better when I eat well, move my body mm -hmm. and get alone time. Those are my three. Those are just mine. They may not be yours, but for me, those are my non-negotiables yeah. each day. I need three of those things. And 
those are really hard to do, especially in a season with young children where they're always home or homeschooling, which is what I'm doing. And I have found that telling my kids, I need to do this. You are going to watch a show while I go do my Pilates. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, I joke. I tell my friends this. Everyone laughs. I say, I say that screen time is better than scream time. And what I mean by that is that's good. Put that on a t-shirt. Isn't that silly? (laughs) And this is not, this is not like, obviously we're, we're, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're not someone that pops your kid in front of the TV for four days. Like we're not, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm saying when you get to that place as a, as a mom, when you are like, I am going to unleash on my little people or my older people, why don't I just put on a show for them and go in my room and do my Pilates or go in my room and take a bath or go in my room and read a book for 20 minutes or pray or whatever you need to do that is going to fill you up. I'm telling you that 30 minutes to an hour of screen time is going mm-hmm. to do less damage than you screaming at them because you are overworked mm-hmm. and overtired and overwhelmed. And it's something that I feel like as moms, we feel so guilty taking mm-hmm. that time to say, go into, go watch a show, go play in that room, or even say, Hey, to your husband, when he comes home, I need you to be with these children for 30 minutes while I take a walk. Mm-hmm. You know, it will do so much wonders. If you don't do it for you, do it for them. I think oh. that is something vital. And yes. it's something that I remind myself. I have to remind myself this. And I will say in the past five years, it is it is something that I'm like, I will not feel guilty. Do I feel guilty sometimes? Absolutely. So I have to tell my own soul, soul, you will not feel guilty for this because you are doing it for them. You're doing it for them. Anyway, yes, I could preach all day because it's very important to me, but. Well, I think that deserves this party, the streamers, the slow clap and an amen from the other side, (laughs) because yes, I think it's really, really important. And, and also maybe you're a mama that hasn't actually evaluated what fills your soul because you've just been on the train of the constant. I don't even know. Like, I just want to sleep for 10 days. Well, sleep probably is one of the things that you need to do to care for yourself. You know, we, most of us don't get as much sleep as our bodies need. One of mine is again, moving your body, you know, Sarah, it, I love going for walks. So I kind of do this. I combine the activities and we're talking about habit stacking. So during the holidays, I have tons of friends that are like, Hey, can we grab a, co- a coffee? Can we, you know, they want to see me. They want to celebrate Christmas. They want to, you know, whatever, which is great. And I love that. So instead of like going to a coffee shop and sitting, I have started to say, Hey, let's go for a walk, you know, and we'll, Oh, Sarah's like, yeah, that's I what do, I do. do. Awesome. Yes. But I just think that that I like walking. I like being outside. I love being with my friends. And so that whole experience becomes something that does fill my soul. And I, even with that, because, you know, there are some women that I could talk a blue streak, like we could be walking for six miles and half a day. And <laughs> but I know that I don't have that time. So I usually tell them, hey, let's take a walk. Here's a good spot. I have from nine to 1030 or nine to 1015. And, and I stick to that. And that usually then I get those things in, I've done my self-care, I've moved my body, I've spent time with friends. And it sort of ticked a whole bunch of boxes with regards to, you know, packing December with really good stuff. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's how I kind of do self-care. That's one of my favorite things. 
Yeah. I love that. I find that having good self-care rhythms throughout the year helps Mm -hmm. me have great, you know, good ones in December. So Mm -hmm. it can be difficult to try when you're in the mix and when things are getting stressful to implement it. I mean, Mm -hmm. we want to encourage you 100% to do that. But I just carry on the things. I don't drop the things that I've been doing all year in the month of December. Mm -hmm. I don't go, you know what? I'm too busy with working out. I love, I do love working out, but there have been times when I won't work out because I think I'll get more done if I can just skip for today because I have so much to do. I don't get any more done on the days I work mm. out. And if I don't work out, if anything, I'm more empowered because I did work out and I come home energized and I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I should have done this. I play tennis on Fridays. That's going to keep going in December. Whatever I'm already doing, don't let it go because I think I'm going to gain something from mm. putting myself on the back burner. Mm. And so right. self-care and on- just looks like that. And I think on the flip side as well for, you know, regular things that you may host throughout the year, you know, we have a, a little community group that meets at our home every other week. Well, in the month of December, I only do it one time. You know, I'm like, it's too busy for everyone. So I just say, hey, that's the one time we're going to meet. And guess what? That's going to be our Christmas open mm-hmm. house. And we're going to mm-hmm. just combine all those things. So yeah. that's another way to practice self-care too, is to not feel the pressure to maintain everything right. that you do throughout the year, but to be selective, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one one thing I wanted to speak to Jess before we like wrap up this point is just, you had said, you know, what if I don't know what recharges me? Like, Mm -hmm. what if I, I want to rest, I want to sleep for 10 days, but I also want to watch, (laughs) you know, Netflix for three hours. Like what do I need to do? (laughs) And you know, neither of those is bad. Like we all need time for recreation and we also need time to sleep and something that really helped me. And I cannot remember the name of it, but maybe we can put it in show notes or something is a book by Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith. And it is all about different ways of rest. And it talks about what you need in that person, in that particular moment. And I thought it was super profound because sometimes I find myself scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, like mindlessly. I hope I'm not the only one that does that, but I realized that that is actually through this book. It's actually a symptom of being overstimulated. So instead of scrolling, then you can kind of get to the root of that and say, okay, what actually do I need? I need some quiet. Maybe I need to get out in nature. And so rather than sitting there mindlessly scrolling, I can maybe just even stand outside for four minutes while my little one plays on the swing set. You know, like even doing some of those small intentional things, if you don't have a block of time can help you. And I found that book to be super, super helpful. Mm. So I'll, I can't remember the name of it. It's on my shelf somewhere, but I will link it. Yeah, it's great. Just one more thing I want to throw Mm. in it before we wrap up is our kids need rest too. Mm-hmm. I think that it's easy to fill their plates with just as much as ours. And, mm-hmm. you know, my, my son's on a winter sport, so he's at school every day till six o'clock. So for me to expect him to stack the calendar with so many holiday fun things in all of our spare time, isn't necessarily fair to them either. Like, what is it that they need being able to recognize their school break is, is that what that's what it is. It's a break. And right. so to expect certain things of them, like I, I'm like, okay, let's do this project and let's do this project. You're home all week with me. And they're just like, mom, like, <laughs> can we just stop? <laughs> so being mindful about 
the self-care and the rest that the other people in our life that surround us need, I think is really important as well. Well, I just want to chime in there because I have a 15-year-old, almost 16-year-old daughter who is incredibly social. And that's a beautiful part of her personality, but she herself will overbook. And so, you know, to a certain degree, I love that it's like, okay, let's help her regulate as well. And I've already set expectations for Christmas break. I'm like, listen, of the two weeks that you get, I know 50% of the time you're going to be want to be hanging out with your friends. The other 50%, you're going to want to be here. And she's like, I don't want to be here. And I'm like, no, but you're going to be here. <laughs> So I, I have let her know, I've set the expectation and like, Hey, you can invite your friends here, mm -hmm. but that also helps me help her manage rest, mm -hmm. manage, you know, downtime and what that really feels like to her. Because I know when she just packs it, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Then it's just like any of us, she wears herself out and then she's tired and grouchy and you mm -hmm. know, all the things. So mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful that you reminded us our kids need rest too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. All right. Well, that's about it for this episode. Is there any last words of encouragement you ladies have? I would just say Christmas doesn't need to look like anything other than what you want it to look like. And, you know, let's design holidays around love and joy and peace <laughs> And if though if your plans or the things that you have that are pressuring you don't create that environment, then this is your permission to sort of do something different. Mm, that's good. I think my last words would just be Mary and Martha, you know, just remember that rather than running around the kitchen and doing all of the things and making everything perfect, it's always a better idea to sit at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So yes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I want to just uh, piggyback off that and chime in with, you know, sometimes we, I mean, for me, being intentional about how I use my time and what I do and making decisions ahead of time, sometimes I understand that people feel like it should be organic and we should just be going with the flow. But you know what? It pays to use these productivity tools and to be intentional about how you use your time to, so that you can actually enjoy and make good decisions around your values, your beliefs, and what it is you want this holiday to look like. So, you know, take the time, make decisions ahead of time, plan ahead. Yeah, I think that's it. Love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, ladies, for being with us today.